but we're going to change gears here because it's a fluid show tonight because we're live at Canada Life Center, and I'm pleased to be joined by Jeff, who is the reigning toughest competitor alive. Is that correct? That's what the uh, that's what the sport the uh, competition is called. Yeah, TCA or toughest competitor. Correct. Okay. So, what's your full name and title? Yeah, Jeff Shearer. I'm a constable with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and presently stationed here in Winnipeg. Okay. And I'm a member on the Emergency Response Team, or ERT. Okay. Yeah. So, how do you get involved in the toughest competitor alive competition? How did this start for you? Yeah, good question. So basically, with the World Police Fire Games, they offer such a diverse selection of sports for first responders to choose from. When I was looking through the list and wanted to apply myself and try and challenge one of these things, that that stood out to me as something that would be really appropriate to go after. And uh, so that's that's what I kind of did because a lot of the different aspects of a toughest competitor competition involve that well-rounded athlete which is what we want our first responders to be, whether it be fire, police, paramedics, so that they're capable and ready to respond to anything that uh, they might come upon in protection of the public. So I have to know, what is all involved in the Toughest Competitor Alive competition? Oh, geez, yeah. So it's, it's a bit of the rule book is like literally this thick. It's good. We start out with a 5K run first thing in the morning. And then we go from event to event. So it's eight events throughout the day. So no break or like a little break? Only long enough of a break to get set up for the next venue because it's all professionally kind of calibrated and done. So for the pool, for example, you need to travel to the pool. That's pretty cool. Spain is literally literally walking by (laughs) us. That's so cool. So once we finish with our 5K run, we basically go over and do shot put. We do shot put. We'll do a 100-meter sprint on the track, all calibrated and timed. 100-meter swim. Then we'll kind of relocate ourselves to a gym where we do a rope climb 20 feet in the air, hand over hand, but you can't use your feet. Mm. So that's the catch yes. right there. And it's, this is all for time, right? Because I can use my feet and do it. I cannot do it without my feet. <laughs> right. That's what makes it interesting, yes. right? All so, upper body. And I'm telling you, there are some fast and capable athletes out there. It's pretty fun to watch. So you finish the rope climb, but then now we've done some of the endurance stuff, right, where you're testing running, swimming. Well, they're going to test strength as well, so they include a bench press. Okay. So it's a max bench press, two attempts at that, competition rules. You finish that, and then they get you to get up on pull-up bar, and we'll do pull-ups until failure, until you can't do anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and, and all this is adding up to your points total. So the fun thing about it is... is kind of like a... a, a it, you know, a specific kind of almost decathlon like we see at the Olympics. It's 100%. the same idea, but just very targeted yeah. movements that are more for your line of work. Yeah, you nailed it exactly, and that's how I usually explain it to people. It's that very similar decathlon style where it's like points total wins in the end. Sure. You know, you want to be a little bit well-rounded, quick, strong. You can't just kind of only be good at one thing, specialize, because the other events are going to get you on points. Right. So... How? Oh, and then lastly, okay. I forgot to say, was obstacle course. Just that's the really, last one? That's the last one, just to really round things out. Yeah. So that's like a, a race then, through an obstacle course? Correct. you got tires, you got walls, fences, anything that you might come upon. And how long will it take to get through that, roughly? So far from last year, what I saw, it's under two minutes, okay. usually. So okay. it's, not, it's a shorter one, because it takes time to set these things up. And how many pull-ups are we seeing in the pull-up contest? Oh, wow. If you have a lighter athlete or who's really specialized in pull-ups, they'll go over 40. Oof. 
And the crazy thing is, is you can only do one per every three seconds because it's on a timer. Oh, so you got to hang there, reset, you can't just race through it. No, oh boy. So there's some incredible. So people athletes. are hanging on there for minutes, minutes at a time. Your grip strength is oh. just burning. Oh my god, your hands. Can you work, can you use chalk at least? You can use chalk, but okay. there's even specific rules about no gloves, anything like that. Okay. So it, it gives them a pretty good time. Yeah. Okay, good. So for you then, how many years have you been doing this? I first found out about the toughest competitor five or so years ago when I was posted up north in, in uh, Manitoba in the Paw. So it would be a great opportunity. Started to train for the Netherlands and then seeing, hey, it's going to be in Winnipeg down the line in 2023, which here we are now. Wouldn't that be a cool opportunity to then compete at home? Well, COVID happens. The Netherlands one gets bumped. So I've been doing it and training it for quite a few years now. Yeah. Okay. And so... For you, then went so you won the last one, right? Yes. How close was it to not winning? Like, what's the margin of victory in something like this when there are all these points at stake? Yeah, last year I think there was seventy competitors, kind of in total. And the cool thing about the games is they make it really inclusive for everybody. So it's not just like, you know, you're not going to have a sixty-five-year-old person who wants to compete. He's not going to have to go and compete against the 18-year-old person because it's not going to necessarily be fun for everyone. Right. So they have age brackets, age brackets, weights brackets to make it uh, more competitive and more interesting for everyone involved, including the fans. Right. So in my age bracket, which was 30 to 35, yeah, there I was able to, uh, by a decent margin, I would say, three or 400 points okay. uh, win the gold. So I was really happy with that, and I was very grateful. So are you from Winnipeg? I'm from Regina, but okay. I'm presently stationed here okay. now and Winnipeg Strong. So you're, you're a Bomber fan then or what? Are you still a Rough Rider fan? Good question on that. And, you know, I got to say, I, my grandma, if she ever listens to this, she, she, I don't know what she would do, but she's a diehard Rider fan. And she'd, be, uh, she'd have words with me if I said anything other than Riders. So I'll go Jets fan, 100%. And uh, I still would support the Riders too. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, and if people want to come out and watch you compete, where can they go and when is it? So we're just at the opening ceremonies here right now. They're awesome. And then everything sport-wise kicks off tomorrow. Toughest competitor included for the females starting tomorrow. And then my category with males is on Sunday, which will be spread out at the University of Manitoba track throughout the day. There's And the, uh, the uh, performance center there inside the university, too, for some of the movements like bench press, rope climb. That's awesome. Well, Jeff, best of luck. Thanks for coming by here tonight. No problem. I encourage listeners to come out and, and have a good time. Meet some of the other athletes all across the world. Like this is an incredible opportunity, Winnipeg. Like you have no idea how cool it is. The athlete athletes are just happy to be here, and uh, try and live that healthy, well lifestyle yourselves. Thank right. you. Thank you. That is uh, Jeff competing in the toughest competitor alive competition over the next couple of days. We'll- Get back into the World Police and Fire Games now as we welcome on the COO of the event, Mike Edwards. Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. So, how does it feel to, to see it all happening here tonight? Uh, electric. It's exciting to see all the athletes and the uh, and the energy that they bring. Uh, they they come from all over the world and they bring their culture. They bring their own spirit and they all come together in a in a whole mishmash of uh, camaraderie to uh, to show the world and to show Winnipeg what first responders have. Now, we've seen how many countries come in tonight? Uh, we've seen over 70 countries come in. Wow. And uh, they're not all here. That's I, I mentioned in a previous segment that there were some people being 
holding up signs for countries and no one was behind them in the proceedings here, but that's because they're just not here yet. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So uh, the athletes come in as uh, as their athlete uh, or as their sports schedule starts to come to fruition. Um, so when they don't compete till later on, they may not come early because the athletes are coming on their own. They're coming on vacation. They're coming. They're paying their own way. So it's not like something like the Olympics where it's dedicated time for this. So uh, when it comes to that, getting their vacation time, it does uh, it does impact them being able to be here at the opening ceremonies. Because because we've seen uh, groups like New Zealand at uh, three and some others at uh, two or one. So if you're if you're one sport and there's only one a year or two of you coming, isn't for another seven days. No, not at all. But what's fantastic is that you do get those athletes coming out. So you get that one from Lithuania and you get that one or two from New Zealand. And they're coming because they love the games. They're coming because they love the camaraderie. And they love and they come because they love that the just the, the ability to participate and compete in sport with their fellow first responders, it's absolutely fantastic. And then you've got teams like Brazil, which they fill up a quarter of the uh, lower bowl here because they've got well over 500 people uh, wow. just on their team. And it's massive to see these t- these countries come together. So who has the biggest contingent? Is it Canada? It absolutely is Canada. Okay. Yeah, Canada is the largest, uh, U.S. is the second largest, and pretty uh, right after that is Brazil. Okay, so how many athletes does Canada have here? Uh, Canada has well over 2,000 athletes. Wow. Okay. So if people are coming out to events, they're very likely to see Canadians in action. Yeah, you bet. (laughs) Okay. So how long have you been working on planning this event? Uh, I started at the beginning of May back in 2021. So it's just been, it's been just over about two years for myself. Um, And then we brought on a lot of staff and some fantastic uh, secondments and partners with our, with our services that have brought together such an amazing team that is focused on delivering an amazing athlete experience and showcasing Winnipeg. As a Brazilian walks by with a drum, banging it around, that's awesome. Uh, So you're planning a lot of this during COVID. How did that impact the process of putting this together? Quite a bit, actually. My first six months here, I wasn't able to go on to any of the competition venues. And when it comes to something like that, you have to have eyes on it. You need to be able to plan everything from uh, the loading docks all the way down to the field of play and where food and beverage is going to be served, athlete change rooms. So there's an immense amount of aspects. And when you can't get on the venue to uh, to have eyes on and to plan that out, it really does slow you down and put you behind. Um, we've always said in our offices that time has been our worst enemy, and COVID was a massive impact on that. But the team came together. The venues have been absolutely fantastic to work with in uh, making sure that this was a premier event and that we're going to do an amazing job this week. How long have the games been around? Games started uh, officially, the World Games started back in 1985, first time in San Jose. Okay, so this is not a new thing. This no. is something that's been around. Uh, is Has it been like a quadrennial thing like the Olympics have been, or is it every year, or how does it work? It's actually every two years. We're the 20th edition. Uh, the only time that it missed that uh, every two-year uh, increment is uh, it got pushed one year uh, from 2021 to 2022 in Rotterdam due to COVID and travel restrictions. Okay, so it's 2019, 2021, or 2023, but 2021 ended up in 2022. Correct. Got it. Okay. A lot of numbers there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hope our listeners were taking notes. So uh, we've got, I've got the list of events here, and it is immense. I mean, you've got traditional things like you used to be seeing at the Olympics, for instance, but you've got darts, you've got dodgeball, you've got a lot of uh, shooting events because uh, obviously uh, officers with the law are, are equipped with firearms. So people that uh, are here competing, there's just all kinds of different t- uh, things they can be doing. Yeah. The games are open to uh, active and retired 
uh, first responders from any country and around the world, and they can participate in any sports. And you'll actually see athletes that, as their career progresses and their um, and their age, then they just change sports. So some of them were high level hockey, then they made their way into golf, then they made their way into darts or anything like that. Cornhole or cornhole, right? So we've got all these unique sports. So there's uh, your traditional sports, like you had mentioned. There's our leisure sports, which is where the other ones that you you mentioned fall in. Wrist but wrestling. Wrist wrestling. That I wouldn't call that a leisure sport. Uh, <laughs> that's not for your weekend warrior by any means but then you also have your um your uh, first responder sports that are specific to their professions ultimate firefighter yeah that's going to be a big one down on memorial park uh, right across from the ledge how does that one work so that one is a combination of a number of skills that the uh, firefighters use on the job it involves everything from running upstairs with their with the ladder carrying dummies uh working with the working with the ladder working with stairs uh working with their machines uh axes cha- chainsaws and uh, all the ha- all the hammers and mallets and everything so it's a test of strength it's a test of agility it's a test of endurance and it's all of that but everything they do geared towards saving us as the uh as civilian population when we're in need what about muster muster is actually a throwback to the firefighters of the old days um so when they had hose carts when they used uh buckets and they had to put out fires that way so it's uh it's the firefighting skills from back in the day uh, just a throwback in in sort of homage to what where, where the profession came from. So when we talk about first responders, we're talking paramedics, firefighters, police officers. Are we talking border officers? Yeah. So CBSA, any border officers, um, any uh, any federal agency that that's along those lines, nine one one dispatchers, um, crime scene investigators, uh, everything, volunteer firefighters, anything that is within the first responder community is a part of these games. Awesome. So if people want to come check out the events, obviously your website the best place to do it. They're all over the city, though, and even outside the city. Yeah, that's correct. So 41 venues within the city and just on the outside of the city due to uh, with some of the venues where they are, the premier venues, which is not which it does go outside the ring some road. Some golf courses. Absolutely. And some of the shooting venues, which are closed off due to safety reasons. Um, but uh, go to the website, WPFG2023.com. We've got our detailed sports schedule. Everything is free. Uh, any of the sports that you would like to go see are free. Come out um, and uh, cheer on the first responders from around the world and see some top-level athletes compete. The rationale behind making it free, first of all, is that normally the case? Absolutely. Okay. And it's, is it because these are you know public servants and what, what's, what's the reasoning behind that? Uh, to bring the public out. So the public can see and experience the athleticism and the hard work and the dedication that the first round responders put in on their time off so that they can be in shape, so they can be physically able to deliver the demanding tasks that are on the, on the job. And so when they're able to do that, we get to celebrate them. So for you then, over the next 10 days, are you going to be just going from venue to venue to venue to venue? And I'd like to never think so. sleep? Yeah, I, the never sleep is 100% correct. Uh, I'd like to think I'm able to go to, to all the venues, but uh, at the end of the day, it's wherever the team needs me um, and whatever is needed to make sure that the athletes get the best experience, the volunteers get the best experience, and we are showcasing Winnipeg. Are you from here? I am not. Uh, I'm actually what they call a games junkie. Okay. Uh, what we do is we move around from one city to the next working on major sporting events. Okay. So where are you from? Uh, originally Barrie, Ontario. Most okay. recently I was in Regina running the Grey Cup. Okay. So you've got experience running big events. Yeah, I've been doing this for a little while. It's been a lot of fun. Got to see amazing parts of the country that I never thought I would um, and enjoyed every minute of, of it. And my family has come with me and we've been welcomed amazingly in so many places and Winnipeg is at the top of that list. That's awesome. So uh, just one final thought here. As you, as you saw the athletes coming in tonight and hear the athletes coming in, 
uh, after two years of planning, obviously. How does this feel to see all this here tonight? It's a combination of excitement. Uh, I don't want to say relief, but uh, a little bit of relief that it's here and we made it. And, you know, uh, seeing uh, pride and, and, and at the same time, uh, humbleness of seeing our team come together. The volunteers come out of the woodwork in droves to be a part of this and support the community. Um, it really is humbling and it really is. Uh, it shows the, the true Manitoba spirit of being friendly Manitoba. And it, it, it gets emotional for a lot of us. And uh, over the next 10 days, there's going to be a lot of emotions had. And uh, a lot of them are going to center around pride and thankfulness and, and being humbled by the volunteers and by the athletes and what the first responders do for us. As uh, an American walks by with a bald eagle hood <laughs> with a, a flag draped over him. I wonder where he's from. That's awesome. Well, Mike, thanks for stopping by here. Uh, best of luck with everything over the next couple weeks. Really appreciate you having us. Thanks for coming. All right, that was Mike Edwards, COO of the Games. And uh, we've got a guy from, where are you from? Australia. Australia. Uh, how much time do we have? I have 20 seconds. Grab that, grab that headset. You're not allowed to swear, okay? No swearing. That's my only rule, okay? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, who are you? Uh, my name's Jack. And how how far did you come to be, get here today? Uh, it was a total of about 18 hours worth of travel from Sydney. Okay, and what sports are you going to be competing in? Uh, rugby sevens. Okay, and are you going to win? Uh, we're hopeful. We're hopeful. We've got two teams in the men's and two teams in the women's. Uh, the women's is looking quite good. We had some training sessions this morning. The men's needed a second training session today. We're a bit dusty this morning, so you know we had to fine-tune our skills this afternoon in the second session after a bit of a sleep, bit of food and recovery. Uh, you know, How's the jet lag? It's going unreal. It's either that or a bit of liquid courage still in our system, one of the <laughs> two. You know, These things happen. And finally, before I let you go, Canada is playing Australia in women's soccer. They are. Big match Monday morning. I know. Sam Kerr's out 5 a.m. our time. Yeah. Are you going to be able to watch? And what do you think is going to happen? Oh, look. They've Honestly, Sam Kerr being out assists everyone up. Like, everyone knows Sam Kerr is the equivalent of Lionel Messi of the women's game. So, for it to be back home, Sam Kerr not playing. Look, I'm still going to go Aussies. Um, but how close, I'm not too sure. Like, we did lose our last game, I'm pretty sure. Yes, you did. Which we're very unexpected to lose as well. So, look, these things happen, but... Fingers crossed, he's hoping. Either way, at the end of the day, international sport and women's sports a winner. There you go. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you. That is uh, a member of the Team Australia stopping by here impromptu. That's awesome. Go enjoy your beer and enjoy your night. Thank you very much. As we continue here at Canada Life Centre with Janelle Connolly. And Janelle, what is your role? So my name's Janelle Donnelly. Donnelly. Sorry, I'm so sorry. You know what? I saw That's Donnelly okay. on your on your name tag. <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, so I am a member of the board of directors for the World Police and Fire Games 2023 here in Winnipeg, and uh, I'm happy to be here. It's exciting. It's finally here. All the planning that's gone on for years and years and months and weeks. Um, yeah. So when did you first get involved in helping put this together? So I'm kind of a latecomer to the game. Um, some of our board members have been uh, in for many years, uh, bidding to bring it to Winnipeg. So I joined in November. So a little bit of a late uh, latecomer, but uh, nonetheless uh, have been quite involved for the last little while. So what has been your, your focus in making this next 10 days a reality? So I'm also a member of the Indigenous uh, Advisory Committee that we have with the uh, World Police and Fire Games. 
because having it in Winnipeg and in Manitoba, of course, we have a large population of Indigenous people, which I am proud to be a member of the Red River Métis Nation. Uh, so we wanted to include a lot of those elements in these games. Um, all the athletes and uh, participating peoples of media, as you have. Yeah, I've got um, a lanyard too. Yeah, our lanyards. We've incorporated some Indigenous, um, some beautiful um, flower beadwork. And this feather here says Treaty 1 Territory beside it. Exactly. So that was really important to us to include those elements. Um, you'll see also on the podiums we have uh, similar um, artwork. Uh, and uh, just speaking about Indigenous issues and educating the people that are coming here. You know, we have 70 countries coming. Just, you know, teaching them a little bit about Canada, you know, it, some of its darker history and uh, um, how important reconciliation is. For you as someone, you know, beyond your role with the committee, but just as a member of the of the Métis Nation, how important is that to, to see that be part of this experience? It's so important. It's uh it really makes my heart happy to see this happening and uh, on a world stage. So uh, it's been very important to me, to the other members of the committee, and uh, to the b- board of directors as a whole as well. So is this are these you know topics that are going to be discussed amongst the the people here? How does that make its way in the conversation? So we do have um, our elder, Elder Barb Nipanak, who's here. Just actually did a, a lovely prayer and a, a welcome. Um, at the opening ceremonies. So she's actually going to be very active in all the 10 days. Um, I believe she said there was a teepee that was raised yesterday at the Forks at the Athletes Village. So we've really incorporated a lot of Indigenous culture and elements into that and just opening that conversation, right? And and uh, being open to people coming and asking questions, especially if they're from another country. And I reckon there are Indigenous athletes participating in this event absolutely. as well. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. I mean, just coming off the North American Indigenous Games as well, right? Mm-hmm. So... And so for you then, uh, to see this happening tonight where you've got all these countries coming in, how does it feel to, to see that your hard work isn't over, but you're starting to see the fruits of the labor? Yeah, it's been great. This opening ceremonies has been like high energy. The music they had really kind of matched every country that was coming in. It was a little bit of their cultural music. Uh, I'm really excited to see the rest of the show. Uh, lots of work went into it. I can't take any credit for it. Okay. Um, uh, had very little say, but uh, very excited to see the rest of the show and to see the competition over the next 10 days. Logistically, how much work goes into just making sure this all happens? A lot of work. Uh, volunteers can't can't. How many? Over, I think close twenty six hundred. Wow. I think, and I think we were actually had uh, volunteers waitlisted. Wow, that's so awesome! That, that just goes to show how friendly Manitobans are and how welcoming, right? And how excited they are to to welcome the world here. Um, this event's actually larger than the Pan Am Games in nineteen ninety nine. Oh, my. Um, right? A lot of people don't know that. So it's a big deal. And when so, you say larger, you just mean more people coming? More people coming, yes. Okay. More sports, more yeah, more okay. countries, of course. Right? Pan Am is just the Americas. Yeah. And this is 70 countries. So, Right. right. And, and, you know, there are contingencies that, or contingents that have only a handful of people here. But right. Like we saw a Lithuania guy, one, one Kosovo guy mm-hmm. come in. And then you've got Canada who's got... So many, so many people participating. A lot of Americans here, Brazilians too. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool. And, and talking to Mike Edwards half an hour ago about mm-hmm. how people are coming here on their own dime to yes. take part in this. I think that you see that passion of 
just uh, being part of something like this. Exactly, right? Sport brings people together, but so do the occupations, right? Coming from a law enforcement agency myself, um, there's a, you know, you're like a family, right? It's camaraderie. So even if, you know, someone's a police officer from one country and another, right, they have that that connection, right? Um, I met, I was speaking with a couple from Ireland actually earlier. The gentleman is being uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame this evening. Okay. Um, and he's been attending the games for well over 20 years. So, and he's, they said, you know, they meet the same people every two years and it's really become quite a, quite a family. So it's a really special organization. Um, and the folks that are here from the Federation are just, have been fantastic. So the, there's obviously the competitions, right? Mm-hmm. But the Athlete Village you mentioned, mm-hmm. I imagine there's going to be a lot of drinks had and a lot of just talking about their lives and, and learning about each other's cultures, but also how they do their jobs. You're going to have police officers from other sides of the world, firefighters from opposite sides of the planet, talking about how they do their job, right? Definitely. And I'm sure terminology and whatnot is different. And we can't, we can't forget that we've really opened it up, this uh, games, uh, paramedics, first responders, 911 call takers, uh, many other occupations. So definitely that'll bring them together and, and kind of see, I guess, how things are done on a different part, different continents of the world. So when you say it's opened up, that wasn't the case before? I don't believe so. I think okay. it is a newer thing where we've really opened it up. I think, you know. Because police and fire. Exactly. Specifically, but now it's kind of more of a. First responders. First responders. Exactly. Okay. So um, my myself, I'm from Border Services, Canada Border Services Agency. Uh, we have corrections, uh, all kinds of and paramedics. Like I said, 911 call takers. And there's some other, uh, I think, lifeguards even. Volunteer firefighters. It's definitely their first time being eligible. Okay. To, uh, to apply to be an athlete in the games I understand. Well, so. I understand why. Because. Why limit it? Right. If people want to take part, it's not yep. like the Olympics where you, you have a cutoff, like these are the the people that have to qualify. If you mm-hmm. want to play, you can play. Exactly. And there's different age categories for all the different sports. Right. So it's really, you know, it could be a wide open field, but it could also be a very narrow field depending, you know, on your sport. Now, if you were to enter in one of the events <laughs> at this, what do you think you'd do best at? I would like to say swimming because okay. I used to be a swimmer okay. once upon a time, but that has been many moons ago. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to going and watching the swimming competitions because it's still a sport that I love to watch. And that's obviously at the Pan Am Pool. It is at the Pan Am Pool, which was my second home for many years. Um, I'm looking forward to all the, like, I love sports. I'm going to bring my little, I have two sons that are young and okay. love sports. So Perfect. I plan on bringing them to many of the events and introducing them to maybe some new sports. Yeah, because there, there are a lot of options here. There are the traditional sports if you watch. I keep bringing up the Olympics because that's kind of what I ev- evokes a, a global sporting competition right. to be. But there's there's rifle competitions, which I don't believe are, are open no, to the No, the firearm competitions are closed to the public just for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, archery and dodgeball. There's cornhole, also known as beanbag toss, yes. right? So that's a little bit more pickleball. accessible to every pickleball. like Hockey. Hockey, of course. Like football, dragon boats. You've got boxing, which is going to be uh, a big one. A big one for Basketball. sure. Basketball. Yeah, because those are like but there are this is the sports that we're used to seeing in the Olympics. These are sports that the world competes in, right? And so it'll be interesting to see, like even volleyball, right? Triathlon, mm-hmm. and uh, and the list goes on and on and on. I'm curious about stair race. Though. Stair race. So um, we actually had a video made. One of our board members, Jay Shaw, is with the uh, Winnipeg uh, Fire and Paramedic Service. He's a fa- firefighter. Yeah, he's been and on our station lots. Okay, okay. So you're familiar with him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's racing up the stairs, I believe, in all the gear. And it's, I, I couldn't in even all tell the you. Gear. Okay, I believe that's important. I believe so. Don't quote me on that. But uh, it is it is quite the feat. Do you um, know how many floors it is? 
I can't say. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to. It's a lot. Okay. It's it's obviously a sport for a reason, yeah, right? So you're not just going up one set. No, definitely not. But that'll be a great one to see for sure. That's going to be great. Well, anything else you want to add before I let you go? Uh, I just want to say that if people are interested in attending, free to attend. Um, as mentioned, the firearm uh, events are uh, close to the public. Everything else is open, free to attend. Check out the schedule at WPFG2023.com uh, to see the schedule. And that is Janelle Donnelly joining <laughs> us here on the concourse. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Christian. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but